live from the Sadler studio, it's Stay Busy with the Boy, Armand Sadler. to another edition of Stay Busy with Armand Sather, where we have responsible discussions on the music business and the music culture, and we bring in some cool people. And of course, you can't forget the fun, busy banter. I am your host, Armand Sather, the honcho, head honcho, vegan chorizo poppy, quarantine poppy, Call of Duty Warzone poppy, um, <laughs> scruffy poppy currently. There are a lot of things going on, but through it all, I still maintain the busy boy lifestyle and i'm here to bring y'all the takes how how you doing co-host what's going on everybody how you doing my name is nick early i am executive producing co-hosting this podcast armand has a bunch of names for himself i just gave you the names that i have <laughs> executive producer and co-host y'all i'm excited to be here we're super super glad that y'all are still listening 21 episodes in we really appreciate everybody's attention in your ears y'all yeah, man, it's been fun creating some some conversations, seeing the controversial takes, seeing y'all get mad at me um, for various different things. You know, we'll, we we hope to keep keep you all angry, keep you feeling something. As long as you're <laughs> feeling something, that means that we are achieving what we set out to. Right, right, so, right, right. That said, we want to give a big shout out to anyone who is tuning in, first time listeners, returning listeners, whether you trust Condola on Insecure or not. Oh I my personally God. don't. Uh, that whole plumber thing really, really threw me off, and um, yeah, we're we're just learning things about her that kind of there, there, there are some red flags for me personally. <laughs> so, as as the president of Team Lawrence, I am I am oh hoping that, that that we can protect our king. Uh, that said, whether you prefer Uber or Lyft, um, man, it's 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 a, it's a tough call. Lyft be uh Lyft be coming through with the prices. Lyft does come through sometimes, but it depends. I've I found some in some places Ubers be more available. They they move faster, so yeah. I don't know. Yeah, pros and cons. All soft shell, <laughs> correct. Soft shell or or hard shell. Uh, if you like, if, if you prefer hard shell, then you're a sociopath. What? And I would, would request <laughs> that you stop listening to this podcast. Um, unless the hard shell is placed into a soft shell that oh is my God. adorned with cheese. I'm referring to the cheesy gordita crunch from Taco Bell. Shout out to them for creating that. Uh, whether you prefer red wine or white wine. Uh, what's what, what's your preference, bro? You know, my favorite wine is Pinot Grigio, which is a white wine. But because uh, yeah. I like white wine because it can be chilled. Like red wine, you don't really chill red wine. So I mean, that's like, true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I'm also a Pinot Grigio boy. I'm I'm, I'm glad to know I'm, I'm potting with the right people. <laughs> right. And last but not least, this got me in some some uh, some storms on the timeline yesterday. I had to be honest. Whether you prefer Nav or Playboy Cardi. I mean, that's crickets for me. I really couldn't care less about both. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I had yes. to have an honest discussion and we, we, we will get into this a little later. Um, of course, we want to give a big shout out to Anchor, our distribution platform. If you do not know, Anchor will distribute your podcast for free to all the streaming platforms you would like to use. And you can get some sponsored ads regardless of your listenership 
landlords, we love y'all. Thank you for these buildings. Do we love them? I, well, my <laughs> elevator is broken currently. I, was about to say. I, I live on the top floor of my building. And granted, I don't have to leave often. It still gets pretty annoying. Like, you know, if I go down and take a walk, I, I go to make my, my run to get my mimosas and white claws. Like, you know, have, having to carry all that upstairs, it's, it's a good workout. But I don't always want to want to do it. It's you know? inconvenient. So, yeah, so I guess like maybe like seventy five percent. Shout out to my landlord. <laughs> <All right. laughs> oh goodness gracious! All right, let's get into the chat. There is a lot to talk about. We got some quick hits for you, uh, for you all. Some music that you might have missed. Um, probably didn't miss this. Lil Baby dropped the deluxe version of his album My Turn. Uh, I believe it's like seven or eight new tracks. Uh, it's really good. I really liked his his initial album he dropped. I uh, haven't gotten a chance to get to the deluxe yet. Uh, Nav announced Good Intentions, his album uh, for May 8th. I am on record as, as a very, very big Nav fan. Yes, um, I, I, <laughs> I remember, I remember uh, spring 17 semester. Uh, when his album dropped, I, we were, I was like, in my room playing 2K with Ish, and you came in, and we were playing the album, and you like walked out after three songs. But <laughs> I enjoyed it. I mean, I, I don't it. try to. Dang, you just put me on record as a snot. Well, I mean, there's not even. Yeah, look, I'm not even gonna comment on it. Keep doing your thing, Nav. <laughs> <laughs> we we like to see everyone succeed. Um, right. Mozzie, I'm 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 not sure if the he's definitely not like a mainstream entirely super popular type artist uh but very very talented uh he had a feature yeah, on black panther soundtrack i think it was the song with reason uh mm-hmm. Seasons, maybe? Mm-hmm. uh yep. but yeah so mozzie released a project um called beyond bulletproof so definitely check that out the boy the west coaster the mr my crazy life yg dropped a single and video for laugh now cry later um, de- very different track for him sonically. Uh, yeah. I would, say. would you agree with that? Oh yeah, of course. I mean, it's it's very obvious that that is not s- sonically where we typically would put YG. But I don't mind the sonics of it. But I mm-hmm. I want you to continue your point. That way I can just go ahead. Oh and- no, yeah. And I was just gonna say it was it was a very very different sounding track. I liked it. Um, there were a couple a couple parts like a, a couple punchlines that kind of fell a little weak. Yeah. Um, the hook the hook I wasn't really big on. Like yeah. I, it felt like a very blatant attempt to have something that might be catchy and ring off, but that's not the type of song that you want to go for something Mm-mm. catchy on. Like yeah. I, I almost might have preferred him not have a hook at all. Like kind of just go like a free verse type. Just thing. do free verse. Yeah, you know, for this one for YG, like obviously I love YG. YG, you know, I'm from the West Coast. For those who don't know, uh, LA specifically, East, just outside of LA, and so. YG has a special place in my heart in his music. And so I don't ever want to like limit him for what things that he can, can try. However, I feel like, I mean, he was himself so far as how the flow went on this track. Like he, you know, it was very YG as the flow, the delivery, all that just on a different type of Sonic. And I thought that it was matching for me. Just, I don't like the hook is not as strong to me as it, I, as I think it could be. Um, and I don't know the visual though. Let's, we could have a whole discussion about the visual. That is how you do, I would say it's probably a high budget video because they're probably on a closed course, but that visual was, was fantastic and everything that we expected from him. That's definitely a level up. I mean, he's, his videos are always great, but this to me seems like the next level and it seems new color palettes are different. Everything sounds really good. I mean, it looks really good. So I'm happy for him on that front, but this, this sounded like he, you know, I know he's also trying to have a wider audience too, and not just please us, you know, West coast people that really love his music and been with him from the beginning. And so I think like on this track, you will hear you'll hear him do some sort of kind of like auto tune ish, like current hip hop singing. And I mean, I can't fault him for doing it. But at the same time, it's just like 
you don't have to, you know, you don't have to do that. Like, and I'm glad he tried it. And I hope that, you know, he gets people are in his camp are telling him the truth about it. But to me, it's not really it. But I love you, YG. Um, keep doing your thing. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I thought the video was really good, too. Um, definitely very simple. It was good to see him um, respecting social distancing for the most part. I think he was he was maybe like five feet from from the girl at one point. Right, right. But this might have also been recorded prior to all this madness. Um, realistically, it was. Um, yeah, as far as the song, like it, it definitely it felt more mature than his usual content. It's not that he hasn't had mature content mm-hmm. ever. Cause like you look at an album, like still brazy um, where there were some very clear political messages right, in that. Right, right. Um, so, but like for the most part, his music has always sounded mm-hmm. very fun. So yes. when, when he gets into this moody sounding track and you expect maybe some more personal or more or mature content, and then he exactly. gives us that. Exactly. Yeah. I'm like, uh, this is weird. Like, and, and then auto tune too. It's like, okay, maybe you're trying to bridge, different worlds and give like something for everyone on this song but mm-hmm, I, I don't yeah. know like sometimes just sometimes doing one thing really good is better than doing three yeah. things kind of good exactly because so, of that's guys exactly no because i think the visual is so strong like it's a very strong visual and then you get him and I, i'm glad that his delivery per se was the same like the way he raps he didn't try to change the way he raps he mm-hmm. rapped the way he raps and on his other projects he's on his other projects he he's rapped in a more like and when he has like serious topic matters that he talks about, or like if he has, he talks about a story from his side, you know, he'll rap the way he raps and like he'll be real, like, you know, YG about it. And he won't mm-hmm. necessarily mince words or change the way he flows, you know what I'm saying? You, but you get an authentic version of him when he talks about these real meaningful stories. And so mm-hmm. for this one, for me, yeah, like, you know, laugh now, cry later is he's obviously going through something you see in the visuals. You'll see him make references to Nipsey and stuff like that. And he, you know, it seems like sort of like an isolated man playing with his thoughts, thinking about a bunch of different things. Um, in the video and so yeah, you would kind of res- expect a little bit more but then again maybe that's the juxtaposition maybe he's trying to juxtapose the idea of kind of like am I laughing it off in, in a way that I'm mm. playing it off but it's actually serious and maybe I'm going too deep for it for YG no, but you never know I mean the man has elevated like you said that was a great way to say it he's gotten more mature about this content and so I'm excited to see what else he has coming but you know this wasn't my favorite but I'm still rooting for him of course yeah absolutely Okay, uh, you want to cut that? Okay, moving on. Um, one, we we discussed him last week. I'm not really <laughs> sure how to describe him. I mean, in terms of making himself the uh, the uh, topic of discussion, yeah. he, he did well in terms of the result of that discussion. I don't know, but French Montana dropped a song called "Cold" featuring one of the MVPs of Quarantine, Tory Lanez. Um, wasn't in love with the song. Will I, I I will say that, um, and I you know I'm I'm on record. French and Tori have both made music I've enjoyed before. Of course, yeah. This one in particular just really didn't. This the, the mark this for me. Is, <laughs> this is man. This is not it. This is just not it. Let's just. I'm, that's why I'm gonna start saying things when I instead of saying it's terrible, it's trash or anything. I'm just say it's not it because, mm-hmm. I mean, this is what he this is what he wanted though. French literally got into this conversation about this whole Kendrick thing. And then of course, what would we get music a week later or so, you know what I'm saying? Like that, that duh, we expected this, right? Mm-hmm. And so we'll probably get more music coming in the future. But you know, what's funny when I was listening to this, I was thinking about how on earth on God's green planet, did this man think that he could compare and be in the same breath of Kendrick as a rapper? 
<laughs> like, forget the hits. When we and we debunked that because we saw the numbers, the hits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We know and empirical hits. Whatever. Yes, French. We know you make good music too. But sir, after that, like, take Kendrick's deepest cut and put it up to that. It's still better than that. Well, oh. French. Well, French himself said, like, in terms of rap, he uh, he. Uh, uh, Kendrick got it. Like he's made masterpieces and all that. So I, I, I think he recognized it. Um, it. It was still a very bold claim, like regardless. And, you know, just looking at their status and uh, like you said, we did crunch the numbers and then we saw what it was. And, you know, I, I, I do still think in certain environments, French could compete, but yeah, yeah there's, there like, there's, yeah, nah. <laughs> not it. Yeah. So, you know, I, We'll see. Maybe this will grow. And again, it's another matter of we're listening to music meant for outside while we're inside. And I feel like I'm going to end up saying That's that deep. a lot. That's deep, yeah. And it's it's unfortunate for artists who really do benefit and capitalize off of making music that is set for those types of environments, like like drill music, for example. Like yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm wondering if artists <laughs> like Chef G and you know all of them feel like they got to operate differently. Fabio Foreign dropped a project recently, which I liked, um, but. Um, you know, it's just like it's it's different. So yeah, all that to say, cold. That it, it, it was it, it it was cold. <laughs> yeah. Um, moving on. The 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 lovely the beautiful. She's she's given us so much. Brandy popped yes. out with the track "Baby Mama" featuring Chance the Rapper, mm-hmm. and this is significant because I I, I don't know the last time. I, no, I, she dropped some music last year. Well, she came out with uh, she was on a feature with Anderson Pack for Jet Black off of uh, yes. Ventura. That too, right? Yeah. But um, this song in particular song. is very very special because of the the kind of added impact mm-hmm. that is going into it. So do you you want to read the description? Yeah, yeah. So for those who know, uh, yes. Brandy released uh side note, Brandy is your favorite singer's favorite singer of all time, just so you know that. The people who didn't know that, that's that's the truth. Um Brandy is, released a song with with Chance the Rapper. It's called Baby Mama. Uh the reason why this is so important, we want to just kind of highlight this is because on YouTube, I don't know if people are aware that on YouTube you can kind of donate to causes now. And people artists are attaching songs or their videos, their content to causes. And Brandy went ahead and connected this song to uh, Homes for the Holidays, which is a part of Warwick Dunn Charities. It partners with affordable housing providers to reduce the financial burden on single parent homeowners by fully furnishing their new homes. Uh, providing down payment assistance and stocking the pantry with food and other household necessities. And they say since 1997, Homes for the Holidays has rewarded 177 single parents and 477 children and dependents. So you can go ahead and go on to this here and donate if you want. Just find type in Brandy Baby Mama on YouTube and you'll be able to donate. I think this is really important. You know, like artists got to make their songs mean something. Their music can have a social impact, especially in these unprecedented times. And so when you listen to the song, of course, Brandy, she's the vocal Bible. Well, I don't really like to say that, but you know, she's the, she is unbelievable on vocals. Like, like I said, she's your favorite singer's favorite singer. I will say that on record. Brandy, of course does her thing, but she's a single mom herself. And so she talks about, um, in the in the song you know just being a single mom and it's an anthem for single mothers and then chance kind of comes in and gives a perspective of like the you know not of like the dads and so like it's really interesting so uh, y'all need to go listen to that this is this is something that matters donate to this we should donate yeah it was it was definitely an enjoyable record um so nice to enjoy the music and then enjoy what's what's coming with it and what could eventually be impacted by it so yeah definitely 
to finish up some quick hits before we get into some some substantial discussions khalid dropped the remix to 11 featuring summer walker they also dropped a video mm-hmm. definitely check that out and jojo popped out with a project called good to know heard some phenomenal things admittedly i am in uh zero drake 30 uh as i lock in <laughs> on my review <laughs> for the project oh, so i'm gosh. only listening to drake until I, I get that review done but i am looking forward to checking this out yeah. um but Let's get into the things that are really, really, really worth discussion. So, the Queen B popped out for a remix to Megan the Stallion yeah. Savage, the track that has been taking over TikTok, one of the more popular uh, tracks from her her recent project. Uh, man, this yeah. is a remix. <laughs> this is a remix. This is the remix we've been waiting for, y'all. Like, wow, wow. Like the song just started, and I was just like, oh, you heard me when I was listening. Yeah, this is oh my gosh. Yeah, Sheesh. I mean, you know, Beyonce really she she came in and she gave us a performance that people would be satisfied with. Yep, I think exactly. You know, let's let's look at and I, granted, I enjoyed Rihanna's performance on, on "Believe It" with "Party Next Door," but she only gave a hook; she didn't give a verse. And people mm-hmm. are like, mm, "We would have wanted to hear more from that." And with a situation like Beyonce, the way she gets gets people in a frenzy, if she only gave a hook or just some ad libs, like people would have been so disappointed right, that all right, their right. stereos created. But she gave verses. She she came with a bridge. She she was ad libbing the hook, like all of it. She, she, she took the song over. And you know, like a, a lot of these remixes these days will be the original song just with a, an extra verse attached. Yeah, at yeah, the beginning yeah. or at the end, but. Beyonce like can claim the Savage remix as as hers, and she truthfully, I, I I enjoyed it more than I enjoyed the the original song. Um, really? So that, yeah. So that's what that's what I'm ultimately looking for in in the remix. Like, give me a different feeling. Yes, that that's the exact point. Like, what you want in a remix? Like, Beyonce came in and automatically, I was like, it was familiar yet new it, immediately. You know, what I'm saying she had some new chords on there. She had some different harmonies. Um, they kind of left the beat out for a while, and she like, you know, she cooked for a little bit. I'm like, dang, this is see, this is it. And I mm-hmm. love the the whole like Houston get together and you know powwow that they had together. But um, I I'm excited for this. Like, I'm excited to hear you know watch people. Uh, at concerts with you know Beyonce doing this one live, so she she really smoked it. I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, and this is a really really big look for Meg. She was she she did an interview maybe like last year saying you know how dope it would be to to work with Beyonce, and then you know when the song dropped, she went on IG live and she was literally in tears. Like this is really my second year as an artist, and to have a Beyonce feature already is is incredible. So very happy for her, especially with what was going on with with her label mess. Um, and yeah. people, people were really trying to turn on Meg, like very, very fast. We've seen like, we'll have to have a dialogue about how, you know, people were so big on her the way they were big on the baby. And like, you know, just, just a year passes and people's perceptions are, are already, already different. So this ought to really shut people up and be like, oh, all right, like Beyonce stepping outside for Meg. Like we, maybe, maybe we kind of jumped the gun a bit trying to turn on her. Of course they did. Shout out, shout out to Meg for that. Um, another significant link up, Doja Cat got Nicki Minaj to add a verse to Say So. Mm-hmm. Now, this is more of the remixes that we were talking about with, you know, j- just a different verse added. Like, uh, they did give Nicki a, a different beat. Um, I I didn't really love it. She, she had a couple corny punchlines. Um, but it's a great look for, for Doja, of course. Um, they're going to include a TikTok challenge uh, with the song. I mean, Say So was really ringing off already w- without Nikki, but a- adding Nikki to the mix just 
really boosts the streams and uh, gives it uh, makes it more uh, makes more people aware of it. Like I'm, I'm a much a much larger audience aware of it. So and TikTok is just sweeping the nation. Like that's honestly probably the best marketing tool right now. Oh, yeah, you gotta use it. Mm-hmm. So um, shout out to Doja for that. Did you get a chance to hear the record? I haven't actually had a chance to hear the record. I know, boomy, boomy, y'all. But um, no, I, I mean, I love Doja. I love the stuff that she's doing. So I love Nikki too. But yes, the artist should be utilizing TikTok for sure in this time, even though it's mm-hmm. becoming you know a thing of oversaturation possibly. But hey, if someone else is doing it, you got to be doing it too. So Word. yeah, I'm excited for them. Word. Cool. All right. All right. Uh, the next legendary IG live battle that is coming up May 9th, we will get Jill Scott versus Erica Badu. Um, again, you know, we've seen some more more current, more recent legends do it. But seeing these two, you know, seeing Teddy Riley, Babyface, like this is this is going to be big. This is going to be a really, really big deal. I'm, I'm I'm a little torn on who I think would win. Like, I think my heart immediately went Erica. But Jill's got Jill's got catalog and discography so i don't oh, i don't yeah, know no. what, what you thinking yeah no neither are gonna roll over like both got the hits like i mean erica has some very obvious hits that she can just go with you know on and on and everything but like i think in the media recently jill has had more publicity with the whole mic situation when she was fellatio <laughs> fellatializing the mic <laughs> <laughs> She was doing that. Um, so, but you no, know, I mean, Jill, of course, stands on her own two feet when regards to the music. She's an icon in that regard. So I'm excited. Finally, we got some ladies here into the into the whole versus uh, situation. So finally, mm-hmm. Swiss and Timbo. It's about time we got the ladies involved. Um, and these are yeah. two these are two icons. You know what I'm saying? So like of neo soul and of soul and just great, great, great music. So I don't necessarily have a side right now. I think it's kind of up in the air. It might be in favor of Erica just because like, I can think about like the songs that can rattle off the tongue that, you know, as a I'm a fan. I've studied both of them. So, like, I know their catalogs and depth, but I'm like, I'm thinking of the like the hits hits like mm-hmm. Jill Scott has Golden. She got like uh, she got a few other ones like uh, The Way and other other songs like that that she can utilize. But those are the obvious ones. And then Erica, but Erica got a lot, too. So, yeah, I mean, this is really this really, I think, can be isn't an up in the air one. So I'm excited to see how they sort of curate because that's the thing with these battles; it all comes down to curation. Mm-hmm. That's that's true. Yeah, so it'll be real fun. Oh, guess who we're talking about on the pod this week? Kaylani. <laughs> Kaylani released uh, F and M U. Uh, it's a song and video. Uh, this is all leading up to her album release, which we've discussed May eighth, and we're very excited about it. Beyond the music. Uh, because she will be doing an exclusive interview with our former employee of the week and guest Taylor Crumpton. Yes, Shout out Taylor. Taylor. I got a tambourine now. All right, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, we, <laughs> we are. You know, that's one of our favorite artists. That's one of our favorite journalists. Kehlani has a lot that she wants to talk about, a lot to get off her chest, and we've been enjoying everything that she's done and how vulnerable she's been. So we're we're really excited about that. So let's. Uh, Shout out yeah. to you, Taylor. Yes, indeed. And now for the main event. This is like a board meeting within our chat. Honestly, <laughs> we y'all, y'all getting two board meetings today. Yeah. So this past week, we celebrated the four-year anniversary of Views. Views dropped April 29th, 2016 uh, with lead singles, Controller, Pop Style, One Dance, uh, Faithful Leaked, and then Hotline Bling was later attached to the album at the end. Very polarizing album. It was the album that I really feel made Drake from a, a superstar into an icon. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Um, and we're, we're seeing over time, the conversation is shifting. You know, there was a lot of mixed feelings about it when it dropped. And now a lot of people are saying, wow, views aged really well. And it, it could be in the, to- in the topic of, of, of a classic for Drake. And for me, if people were calling that a Drake classic, that would put him at three classics. So um, what, 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 how are you feeling about views uh, four years later? Views. I mean, I always loved views. I think people people didn't give views its just due. And I talked about this earlier. I think like views was like a I'm still reflecting on where I just came from, but I know I'm going somewhere else. Like that's mm. the way it felt. It didn't feel completely finished. And I think more life was a great like I'm this is the new place I've arrived. I don't think he's really turned away from that place. He's like elevated that angle mm-hmm. of more life into new iterations and different stuff that he's given us since then. Um, and so. I love views. I mean, I always liked it. I never had anything against it. I think it gave it's introspective Drake. And that's my favorite Drake. Um, so that, you know, that's what we'll talk about for the dark lane demo tapes, but that's my favorite Drake of all. Yeah, absolutely. Introspective Drake and emotional Drake. Um, with that, you know, we, we've talked about all the leaks that have been dropping the, the, the leaks he intentionally dropped himself. When to say when Chicago freestyle desires uh, Tusi slide was an officially pushed single and it was it was originally announced that Tuesday slide would be the lead single for his album and that still could be the case however he blessed us uh with 14 track mixtape of some soundcloud lucy's and just some vibes and he said things that people have been asking for in the project called dark lane demo tapes um i of course i stayed up for it um i actually ended up staying up and doing a podcast at 1 30 a.m with um, my boys at rnc radio the first responders so shout out to them the 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 name is is very apt uh the first responders um but man i i really really enjoyed it i'd actually heard most of it um so going into it it was a very different listening experience for me um but i was happy with it it was dope to see the way it was arranged and you know drake as as lucky as 40 and noel and all of them are to have met drake drake is lucky to have met them too because i really think they were, they were so instrumental in arranging that like uh deep pockets into when to say when into chicago freestyle Sheesh. is a that is Sheesh. madness as a run that is Sheesh. absolutely madness and give getting that look being put on, on a drake project not even a year into his his career in, in terms of being like widely known like that's that's amazing for him so shout out to him for that um and then we get into the chris brown track that he wasn't really on gave some background vocals uh, <laughs> but it, was, it was it was a good transition it was a really good transition um and yeah so that's that's one of my favorites losses is one of my favorites that's drake at, at his absolute best yes. just in that in that poetic free verse like it mm-hmm. feels like, he's like at a coffee house <laughs> just just mm-hmm. spilling his heart out open mic um yeah, so man, it, it was it was good. I, I really really enjoyed the project. There's a lot of different, like you said, a lot of different vibes for people. There's there's Drake doing the drill stuff. There's Trap Drake with Future and Thug and yeah. Playboy Cardi verse that I really 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 didn't like at all. Um, <laughs> like I don't know how you get on a song with Drake and you deliver that. Well. But hey, man, you know it's cool. What how, how, how what were your feelings on the project? My feelings on so Darkling demo tapes to me is obviously to me this tastes like an appetizer. It's, a, it's mm-hmm. an appetizer for what is to come, and we mm-hmm. know we got some heat to come. Um, but it's one of them good appetizers, like a like a spinach artichoke dip. Like it's it's one of them joints that be like, <laughs> dang, I'm excited for this entree, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, deep po- when I when I turned it on immediately, I was like locked in because you know deep pockets and when to say when Chicago freestyle that right there, boom, boom, boom. It's almost like well, I can liken it to like it's not better than, but I can like it to like the sacrifices, uh, Portland. 
mm. uh, the one off of uh, More Life, that, mm-hmm. that towards the end was that like that three song Dude, repeat. Oh, not, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Portland Sacrifice is nothing to something. Yes, to that's like <laughs> that, a great run. That's a three song run that you're just locked in the whole time. Yeah, um, that's why I really love More Life. But anyways, uh, so <laughs> Darkling Demo Tapes to me, yes, it feels like an appetizer. One thing highlights for me that I want to point out to me. It gave Tusi Slide more context. And I mm-hmm. feel like people, and I was talking to Yao about this. Shout out to Yao. It's like the, it really gave Chicago freestyle, of course, but more importantly to me, Tusi Slide, because I think Drake caught a lot of flack for doing that song. Mm-hmm. And so to me, it gave it a little more context, especially going into Desires with Future. Um, I didn't mind the Future song. I didn't like the D4L joint at all. To me, personally, I think this project has skips. Uh, mm. Playboy Cardi, I mean, <laughs> I, just, I don't get it but i mean that i would immediately skip that i don't really like the i didn't really like care for thugs verse i just didn't think those songs were necessary mm-hmm. um especially then to go back into losses and then i truthfully despised demons not because mm-hmm. of the song title but because of it just it, yeah i mean and this is you know it's funny i have to kind of like backtrack a little bit because like we say drake is an appropriate people always say drake is an appropriator but drake always when he tries a new sound or he's most of the time just co-signing or giving a nod trying to draw attention to people he -hmm. always picks the guys who are or the people or the girls who are most hot doing whatever sound and so he Mm -hmm. brought on fivio or fivio whatever his name is and sosa geek and whatnot and he brought them on did the song um of course that sound is you know it is what it is and yeah. it's it's their sound and it's the drill stuff and I don't mind it. I mean, to me, I wouldn't. I didn't really like the song at all. And I saw on Twitter a lot of people didn't like the song. But hey, you know, Drake does everything. You you know, what I'm saying like the same way. Like I love when he does like Afro beats or he does like a dancehall track or anything like that. Uh, the sounds that I do like, I can't then condemn him for doing a sound that I personally don't like myself. So right. um, yeah, it, it, it's. It's, it's all right, but uh, mm-hmm. the the project as a whole, I think, is great. He has some crazy one liners in here, like actually nuts. Like some of the stuff, like I was cleaning when I was listening to it, and he like brought me out because you know you zone out when you're cleaning. He brought me out of that to just like listen to what he was saying. I'm just like, mm-hmm. what type of sad life, type of just like tormented like mind he must have sometimes, like to just think about yeah. that stuff. It's like. Is this all him? Is he acting a little bit? Like, does he have... Not that he's acting. Because I remember on one of these songs, he was talking about, like... Well, I forget the punchline at the end, but it's basically, like, I don't make a song for a song or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I'm, I'm just saying facts. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, I don't make... I didn't make this to make a song. Like, I'm just literally telling you what happened. Yeah, that, that was in losses. That, that was really heavy. Like, yes. I, I'm, I'm still trying to figure out who he was talking about. Like, yeah, really exactly. That song. Then Kiki uh, came back on this project, too, right? Kiki? Kiki, didn't we have Kiki like the 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 motif of the Kiki? Do you mean from like Kiki? Do you love me? In my feelings, I feel like he. I could have swore he mentioned Kiki in the beginning, but any anyway, I don't think I'm, I'm crazy because I listened. I was like, oh wait, is that Kiki? The Kiki <laughs> that he was talking about. But anyways, <laughs> if people know, you know, tell us on Twitter if you think I'm crazy. But right. uh, so yeah, like I, I really enjoyed I enjoyed the project, but to me it is is very much so. It's a very solid appetizer. It's like the yeah. cheddar biscuits at Red Lobster, like they could be an appetizer on their own. You know what I'm saying? It's like sliders for an appetizer. It's like a filling appetizer, but we're still waiting for the encore. On yeah. tray, not encore. <laughs> it's crazy that, you know, we know these are leaks, Lucy's and throwaways, but the way that it's arranged, it has this album feel to it. 
Um, but I, I would liken it to more like care package um, th- than, you know, a so far gone or if you're reading this is too late, because th- those are all mixtapes, even though they have album feels, they're technically, you know, compilation mixtapes or s- commercial mixtapes, whatever they're called. So um, I, w- I would liken this to more like a care package, because if you're reading this and so far gone still had a certain narrative to them, you know, so far gone was his in- real introduction to the world. If you're reading this was villain Drake. But um, yeah, this I, I really enjoyed it. So I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to writing about it. Um, thoughts are thoughts are constantly coming and with with the project he announced his album is coming in the summer of 2020 you know whether we'll be outside to enjoy it that 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 is up for debate i honestly don't plan to go outside even if we're allowed outside until 2021 um as much as i miss it just for for safety um so i'll send you guys the the invite to my zoom birthday party um and drake also stopped by young money radio with lil wayne talked about the family his son talked about the project and they said uh, Lil Wayne said yo when are we going to collab again so looks like we might get a, a, a Drake and Wayne collab soon which the people would really really like but yeah shout out to Drizzy for for blessing us all right ladies and gentlemen lots of talking tired parched what are we sipping on bro we're just sipping on some Earl Grey tea I've been keeping it simple lately you know due to Rona and whatever you know I'm just trying to conserve the funds and not wild out on these crazy teas but we get in some Earl Grey tea and it's accessible to most people of course it's great for stress relief most tea in general is good for stress relief so if y'all feeling stressed or depressed please go ahead and get some tea sip on that also tea is high in potassium this is something I learned high in potassium potassium is also good for hydration apparently it allows your cells to on uh, intake water or just retain fluids or something like that so this is great Drink more tea, y'all. But our half and half is coming from NPR. This is why ticket holders are struggling to get refunds for concerts and live events. This is by Andrew Limbong uh, from All Things Considered. All Things Considered, I believe, is a podcast on NPR. And this is a snippet from there. Um, And so they, of course, condensed and transcribed it into an article. But this article is talking a little bit more about the live event situation that's happening In our nation right now, given COVID-19, ticket holders, people who have purchased tickets, a lot of ticket holders. So there's kind of like three players in this. Of course, there's the consumers, the people who are purchasing tickets. There are the sellers, like the ticket masters and whatnot. And then there are the events, the venues themselves, and then the promoters. We talked about this one of our first, I think it was our first half and half, when the COVID era, when insurance companies were bailing out well, not bailing out, but basically they were writing out any sort of language in their contracts with the venues related to pandemics. So they were, mm-hmm. of course, they included acts of God, which incurs, you know, includes like hurricanes, earthquakes, tornadoes, so on and so forth. But they explicitly wrote out like pandemics so that the insurance companies would not have to bail out the venues and the sellers for this instance. Now that's sort of trickling down because they have faced the pressure of not being able to bailed out by the insurance companies. Now they are putting it back on to the consumers with the ticket holders like Ticketmaster and StubHub have Mm -hmm. been cited in actually changing their language and their refund policies recently after receiving overwhelming amounts of people going on and, uh, of course, requesting refunds. So the way the business works is typically that they're contractually sort of They've released the funds and the money to concert promoters and to event producers who put on the events. And oftentimes that includes the artists as well, that the artists get their money up front, everything like that once the tickets are incurred. And then they receive whatever deal that their percentages from there afterwards. So like a lot of that money is used up front. So uh, some language that they've used now is that that 
ticket holders looking for refunds. Um, basically, they announced that this, it stipulates that a show has to be either canceled, officially canceled, or have new dates announced in order for the purchaser to be uh, be eligible for refunds. And that's on with on Ticketmaster, like I said. And so this article goes and gives two examples of people who have basically have almost like a thousand dollars of tickets sort of in limbo because their concerts have not been postponed or officially canceled or officially rescheduled. And so uh, there's this one example of this lady named Cashel K- Cronin. She's a mental health therapist in Vancouver. And she says that before, uh, before Corona, she bought tickets for about six events through Ticketmaster. And that money is all basically tied up because all those concerts have not fallen in the parameters of basically having new dates announced or officially canceled. So mm-hmm. uh, it's kind of a situation where the ticket masters of the world, these sellers are sort of looked at as the villains. And it's kind of like, so what is your obligation to the, the consumers, the people, the concert goers? And this is a great uh, insertion by the, the guy, Andrew Limbaugh, who made this article, went in and talked about uh, Dean Budnick. And Dean Budnick had wrote a book about uh, ticket mastering, sort of the, con- the whole concert business. Um, but he says that Live Nation and AG simply don't have the money to give back because, like I said, contractually they release that money to concert promoters and event producers who put on these events. So basically, they're they're kind of screwed. A lot of people are screwed. And I know that these two people aren't the only people who are screwed so have their money tied up. The second lady they use is Crystal Riley. She's a teacher in Michigan. She had brought uh, bought Red Wings hockey tickets for her dad. And that game was supposed to happen last month and she still hasn't gotten a refund already. And so she's talking about as a teacher, how of course schools are closed. She's not working and how that money would be so beneficial for her to have right now. Cause anything helps at this point. And so this kind of like things about, you know, like a lot of these businesses, yes, businesses are losing money, but a lot of these big businesses, they're going to make money once this, the whole situation is over. And I understand mm-hmm. that they're trying to, you know, uh, plug all the different holes and make sure I'll do all this damage control. But, the thing is, Ticketmaster is truthfully not going anywhere. They're like, even if, you know what I'm saying? Like, they're, they're not going anywhere. They are the ones that a lot of people buy tickets through. And, of course, Ticketmaster yeah. is owned by Live Nation. So Live Nation is definitely helping out with that. The Live Nation AG really aren't doing much on, from, I say, a social responsibility standpoint to really make sure that people are, you know, health, uh, people are taken care of. And I know myself, I bought tickets to Roots Picnic. I fortunately, you know, those tickets have been post. They have postponed to a later date, but I feel like they did that preemptively so that people mm-hmm. wouldn't just go running for refunds because they probably didn't have the money. Like I said, they've given it away, and so it's just really interesting. This also now some of these customers are coming together to create a clash action lawsuit. So they're exploring a lawsuit against big, uh, you know, concert uh, ticket sellers like uh, Live Nation, Ticketmaster, StubHub, AEG. So. This is, of course, loading and, you know, we're still getting more information on these situations as we go. Everyone's still figuring out this situation, but this was really interesting. So I wanted to share that for y'all. So that's my half and half. That is a very uh, steaming hot (laughs) cup of tea. Quite unfortunate for people. I know I myself was waiting to hear about some concert uh, ticket refunds for St. John. um, And they, I think they uh, postponed the date. So uh yeah I, I should get my money back um but yeah let's jump into the slide deck let us slide the best song wasn't the single but you were either all right so bringing you the heat 
another another 10 episodes of of some bangers um i I was in my mariah bag this week um so i am going to play giving me life featuring slick rick and blood orange and this is produced by mariah and Devonte hines hey baby what's happening what are you doing we can make it baby me and you Slick Rick and Blood Orange produced by Devontae Hines, who is Blood Orange. Um, I really loved this record. It was from her album Caution from 2018. Mm-hmm. That was led by singles uh, GTFO and then The Distance featuring Ty Dolla Sign. But this is probably one of my favorite records from it. Um, Blood Orange just has such a unique sound, so they bring something really unique to the record. Slick Rick, like you really bring together three different worlds on this record. Yes, exactly. Um, and Mariah, of course, she's always going to perform uh, vocally. Uh, this was this was an, a really interesting album because uh, she had like a gunner feature on it. And I was I was confused by that and it wasn't the best song um but you know she she brought some of the vintage mariah that we would look for and then she brought some sounds that um definitely work uh today and then she made some attempts to do some other things yeah this was spooky this is like oh like yeah okay i like that yeah Um, yeah what you got for us i got an amazing producer and writer and artist her name is gwen bun this is yours by gwen bun it's produced by joseph limberg Yeah, so that was Gwen Bunn. That was yours by Gwen Bunn. That uh, 
it came out a little while ago. I love I love her sound. Shout out to Yao. Yao G's first uh putting me on to Gwen Bunn. Um I really enjoyed that. And I found this more research on Joseph Leinberg, the producer. He actually is a jazz musician and he I believe he plays trumpet and or brass. He plays brass, let's we'll say that. And he was featured on To Pimp a Butterfly too. He's one of the instrumentalists mm. on To Pimp a Butterfly. So some the LA Cats. The LA Cats is doing their thing, yeah. So I really enjoyed that. Hope y'all like that one too. Yeah, that was dope. Uh so just a reminder, the Stay Busy Slide Deck playlist is live on all platforms. Hit the link tree in the bio. And if you want to slide, add it, send it to us. We'll listen. Hit us at Stay Busy Pod on IG and Twitter or Stay Busy Pod at Gmail. Dot com. My brother, are you ready for the board meeting today? I'm always ready for these. Okay, awesome. How, how are how, how are you doing? Like in in terms of your um your music career, how do you how 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 do you feel at this point with what's going on, with what you've put out, with what you aspire to do? Like right in this moment, yeah. how, how are you feeling? Yeah, no, I you know I'm I think I'm in a I'm in a situation. Uh, for those who don't know, I'm a musician. I'm an artist as well. Um, Nick Early, find me on all streaming platforms at Nick Early Music. But um, I feel I don't feel so necessarily down all the time. Like I feel like in a weird way, and mm-hmm. I say this in the most respect possible to be. You know, I mean, I've had people in my family who've passed from COVID. So mm-hmm. uh, one of those situations where I feel like this is kind of what I've been waiting for as an artist: the opportunity to just kind of like zone out. The world's, world's at a standstill, and I'm able to just create day in, day out. And then I'm fortunate to where, like, you know, I'm still working with my job as well. Mm-hmm. And so working remotely. And so it's kind of like the the situation that I that I kind of been needing in a way. Um, mm-hmm. Because, you know, the grind of an everyday nine to five, that can get, you know, taxing sometimes. And working in entertainment, working in TV is is it's long hours and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And so you oftentimes feel like you're splitting the hair to find time to do what, you know, you really want to do with your life. And so I feel like this has given me all the ample time to, like, explore myself, find out a lot of things about myself, figure out what kind of music do I want, who is my mm-hmm. audience, who am I as a writer, all these things I've started to contemplate and think about more and more during this time because it has afforded me nothing but time. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, I've gotten rid of a lot of excuses, I think. I've created you know, like schedules. I've been using a planner. I've been kind of one of those. Like, uh, it's funny. I was on the phone with my boss earlier, and he was like, I feel like you're like a – Rona thriver, like a Corona thriver. Like, like you're thriving in this situation. Like you're, you're really like, you know, doing the most with, with your time. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's funny. I just think about this just cause like, man, this is time is always of the essence. That's always how I feel of it. Yeah. And so I'm really, really, I feel blessed to be an opportunity to, um, be able to do what I want to do day in, day out and still be able to, you know, keep my lights on and everything like that. So I'm, I'm truthfully not complaining. I'm thanking God mm-hmm. that I have, you know, the favor and opportunity to do so. How about yourself, yeah. man? Uh, yeah, I've, I've been feeling, feeling the same. Um, I, as, as the, the writer and the, the journalist and the music consumer that I am, I really value having time to really engage with what I'm, I'm listening to, um, seeing how it makes me feel just kind of just living with it and working, you know, nine to five or my job, my, my being the best Valley park in the world, I was working six forty-five <laughs> to five thirty every day. Yeah. And then from there I was going to the gym, getting home at like seven, seven thirty. you know, I come home, I'm tired. I eat dinner. You know, maybe I don't want to write. Maybe I don't want to listen right. to it. Maybe I just want to do nothing. Be a or human, watch my yeah. 
Yeah. So having, you know, this time because um, my job has has ceased. So I'm I'm home. Um, it's It's been great because, you know, writing is my love. It's my passion. Music is what I live for. So now I get to be, be home and, you know, do what I want to do. And it's like it's like you said, we really have no excuses now. So all, all, all the all the pitches that I wanted to get out that I felt like, you know, I, I, I can't be on my phone emailing at work while I'm valeting cars and stuff like that. You know, now I can just be home, just on my email, getting them out, getting them out, writing, listening to albums repeatedly. Like, um, when, when, with the Drake project that, that dropped this past weekend, like I, I ran that twice the, at, 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 um, the, the night it dropped and I got to run it multiple times Friday. And it's just, it's, it's beautiful to have the time to listen to what I want to listen to. And, um, not necessarily, feel like I am missing out on things and there are things that I I could get out and I want to get out, but I don't have the time to, we have, we really have all, all the time in the world now. Um, it, 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 uh, it definitely sucks because the, there were some things that I had in motion that have halted as a result of this, yeah. um, that kind of, kind That's of disappointed me. A yeah. Bit. yeah, yeah, exactly. Like I'm, I'm, I'm not alone there. Uh, but it's just you know you you take pressure and and yeah. you make diamonds out of it. Mm-hmm. And I've I, I, I haven't been this happy with my writing in a while. Um, I've come up with a bunch of different cool content ideas to you know just talk to people about music and and put it out. Um, and yeah, I mean I, I think I'm just relearning uh, myself and and learning what I'm like in this type of situation. I, I no no one was prepared prepared for this. No one expected it. No one thought they'd be working from home for months on end unless your job already had that. Right. So, yeah, I think we're all really, really learning ourselves. And I'm, um, I'm, I'm, I'm seeing some things I like. I'm seeing some things that that I want to improve on. But um, overall, I definitely feel like I'm, I'm on the right path. So, yeah, man, this is good. And like uh, for you, especially because we, we, we've had these conversations where you want to be able to just be an artist full time and yeah. do nothing else just create yeah. for a living and I, I can think back to the times when we took um business management together oh you, my you, god in there on your laptop typing up like song descriptions and typing up track right lists. right you know we, we we were we were waiting on it for years but you know it's just like you were you were in college you know you had to be a student you had to be an alpha you had to be a club basketball guy you're doing it all so it's it's, it's hard to to lock in on your your art which is your baby like you know you 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 were never the type to just put out something mediocre right, whether right. it was whether it was with alpha or whether it was with music or whether it was just with you as a person you don't do anything uh with 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 mediocrity oh, I appreciate so, you man <laughs> yeah you are i'm guessing <laughs> right so, so um you know all, all the time it, it took you to finally put out for everything i've done it makes perfect sense right. um so yeah I, I can definitely see how this would be a um, blessing for you. Um, you know, I, 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 I put a little pressure on you, and I'm just going to do it live. Why not, man? You know, Why I not? want, I want another single. Uh, so, <laughs> so, you know, what's what's up, man? What what can we expect from you with with all this quarantine creation we doing? Because I, I see you on Voicey. You, you right. on Voicey. <laughs> <laughs> no Voicey. Shout out Voicey. Whoever created Voicey, y'all are man. Y'all really did something. Um, y'all should go check out Voicey if you don't know, if not familiar with that Voicey. But um, yeah, no, I think. I've been, let's just say this, I've been writing in every day. I've been putting myself, and this kind of goes into a discussion I think I want to have about goals and how mm-hmm. I've been using our time and kind of what we've been using to break it down. Because I think a lot of people can learn from, you know, feeling that, okay, I have all this time, but maybe I don't have the motivation, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I can just yeah. share what has been working for me. So in relation to where's the next single happening, I've been, as I think most artists are, you know, I'm young in the game so far as 
putting out music publicly. I've been playing music for my entire life and performing for my entire life. But when it comes to like mm -hmm. me as an artist, this is sort of a new thing yeah. um, under the five year mark. And so I have been spending my time every day having musical goals. And my goals mm -hmm. have been literally diving into all elements of myself. So it's like I want to be a better vocalist. I want to be a better uh musician piano player as well as a better you know other instrumentalist so i'm playing other instruments that i got here or whatnot but i've been spending dedicated time each day to like practicing like just actually just spending time working and shedding as we call it in the music world shedding on my on my instrument and like and just really focusing on that and that's allowed me for a lot of self-discovery like understanding mm -hmm. what keys i really sound and finally just for once just saying Am I a baritone or am I a tenor? Like, really, what is that? Because, you know, I have a decent enough range to do stuff, but, like, what is my sound? And so that's what I've been spending a lot of time doing by creating daily goals of practicing, as well as I've been forcing myself to get better in in producing and, like, songwriting by mm -hmm. writing what we call a reference a day. So I'll open up. I use Logic Pro X, for those who know about that. It's a recording software for music. Mm -hmm. I'll open up Logic and... I will create every day. I try to lay down what we call a reference. So a reference is for me, I'm fortunate enough to be able to be a musician, to be able to you know, open up, record a track, record pianos, whatever, make a beat, basically write to it and sing on it and produce it. I am fortunate enough to have those skill sets, right? I'm still honing those. Right. And I go on there every day and I try to write a song a day, right? A reference that I can say at least, okay, it's not a finished song. It's definitely probably going to have five more drafts of this. But this is a start so that way I can show somebody. For me, that has been the biggest thing so far as feeling confident in myself as like I'm using my time wisely is that I'm doing something. Because I feel right. like oftentimes artists and creatives in general I feel like you're throwing you know darts at a wall and nothing's sticking right you got right. these sharp darts nothing's sticking but it's like why is nothing sticking and I think oftentimes it's just execution and execution is finishing in mm -hmm. some form it's drafting going through that drafting process because that's going to allow you to progress so now I can look back you know what I'm saying consistency is very important too if I do this once a day in a month I have 30 songs mm-hmm Full verses, courses, like tracks built out, 30 songs. You know what I'm saying? Like you do that over a three-month period, you have 90 songs. So like from there, you can begin to refine and own on the songs and say like what is good. I also put on myself in these calendars hour by hour sort of like rundowns of my day. Start my day and I run my day. as like if I was a CEO and I was sitting on a billion dollars, what would I do with my time? Mm -hmm. And I run my day like that. I wake up, I uh, handle my prayers, I do all that stuff. Then I work out. After my workout, I shower, whatnot, get some food. I don't get food. I'm doing this intermittent fasting thing. And then I will basically um, start my, my regimen of practicing piano. I've been shedding my jazz a lot. I will then go in and start to work on saxophone. I've been getting, picking that back up. This has been my second best instrument, so I'm picking it back up again. Mm -hmm. And then I'll work on my vocals, and then I'll sit in and practice songs and whatnot. Then I'll do my work for my job, right? I'll do that for a little bit. Take a break. Then I'll come in and I'll start learning repertoire, like learning new songs, practicing, all types of stuff. And then I'll get into my, my, my songwriting. 
and like handle my administrative stuff for like sending my song out to playlists or whatever, answering emails, networking producers, all that stuff. So I've been mm-hmm. kind of trying to practice running my life as how I envision my life if I was sitting on a building. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And that's been really beneficial for me. And I've seen results in a short amount of time, um, especially people who I've shared stuff with. And it's like, wow, like this is this is really working. And I think just the true thing for creators, just find whatever you want to do and find a consistent pattern that you can just execute. Cause mm-hmm. in sort of the monotony is you find a rhythm, you know, a routine and routine develops results. You know what I'm saying? Dang, I need to trademark that routine. Develops <laughs> results. Shoot. Dang. Bars. We need to grab that. Right. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. um, yeah, no. And, and that's, that's what I've been, what I've been doing, um, for myself. What have you been doing? Yeah, so I've um with with writing and having more time, you know, Taylor talked about it in our episode. So much of the writing process is not writing. It's listening to the music. Right. It's reading other writers. So I'm I'm constantly I'm reading a lot more. I have a lot more time to do that. I'm reading uh, articles on artists that, that I may not like. I'm reading articles on artists that I know super well. I'm reading articles right. in, in genres that I might not listen to. I'm I'm, I'm reading articles that I might not I might not like the headline, but you know, sometimes they might make a controversial headline just to attract the clicks. I'm one of those people who's clicking. I'm actually trying to see, you know, what, what people are writing about, trying to hone my abilities and really focusing on the, the technical side of things. I think when, when life is in that crazy busy cycle and we're constantly trying to get stuff out, like I can kind of rush pieces out and I think that I can write pieces well fast, but I love, I, I, I really like to take my time with them the same way you do with your music. Like I really have to, I need to listen to an album for I got to get like 10 plus listens in and it has to sit with me for like five days before I feel comfortable giving like crazy takes on it and like and and writing about it and like and I, I, I might be writing about it a little by little over the case of that five days but like I you know maybe when I hit day five or day six is when I'm finally putting down like concrete ideas. And even still, like I'm, I'm going to feel different about something after a week because time, time goes on, but I'm, you know, I'm never trying to rush out something just to have an opinion on it. I I want my, my opinions to be very well formulated, very articulate, uh, very hearty, you know, uh, writing, uh, writing about music. Like you can just say, Oh, I like this. This is fire. But you want to discuss the production. You want to discuss where the artist was at when they put this music, you know, you want to put out the context of the release, what's going on um, in, in their life. Are, are they in a beef? You want to talk about the production. You want to talk about the songwriting and other people that might have written about them. So there are so many layers and so many important things to pay attention to and really conveying what these artists put hours and hours and hours into. And that's why I'm, I'm, I'm not the type like I'm, I'm never going to call something in an album review and it's like. 200 300 words because you, yeah. you can just there's you you can never ever ever capture the the, the full extent of, of an album in that and i mean and i mean that's okay you know like that's just the way that I, I view it um there's a lot of a lot of people have take issue with journalism these days because there's so many like clickbait stories and, and there's very low-hanging fruit stories yeah. and just you know things to things things to really just pick up engagement and not really create conversation i'm, I'm always trying to create conversation with with, with what i do I'm, I'm trying to do storytelling i'm trying to tell the the, the artist stories in, in the way that i feel they told it or the way that i interpret it so yeah I'm, I'm really paying a lot of attention to detail when it comes to my writing in terms of potting i've been listening to so many podcasts i mean you all know joe bun podcast is one of my favorite but even beyond that i've been listening to sports podcasts i've been listening to you know uh self-improvement stuff a, a lot of different types of 
of podcasts and kind of looking at people's styles and looking at things that I can bring into my own style. Right. And, you know, I'll, I'll admit, I'll, I'll toot my own horn. I, f- I feel like I'm pretty good at it. I feel like we're, we're pretty good at it. Yeah. But, um, you know, we, we can always get better. And, you know, there are people who did this before us and there are people who are doing this at a higher level than us. So we can always take something from them and use that to kind of boost ourselves further. Um, so, yeah, I mean, uh, it's, it's having the time to really organize myself and, and improve myself beyond just, you know, typing at, at my laptop, but improving my knowledge, improving my research abilities. And then um, having the, like, if, if it's like 4 PM and I, I get this creative idea and, and like, I want to work on it, I can just come to my desk and start writing. And work on it. <laughs> I don't have to wait until I get home at eight and I'm like kind of tired, like, Oh, I'll get to it tomorrow. Cause there's so many, and like, rest in peace to all of the stories that I was so passionate about that I couldn't put out because timing didn't work out or something else came up. It's, 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 it's the most upsetting thing as a creator for me. And it's something that I know I I have to get over is being attached to an idea and then not being able to bring it to fruition because of time. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I I'm, I'm really trying to not have those moments where I, I regret uh, missing out on something because you know we, we have the time to do it now so it's just a matter of sitting down and doing it so yeah man i've i've definitely been been setting goals new goals have been forming um but this 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 time has helped me to slow down and really appreciate what what we've built with this number one uh what i've put out over the last couple of years uh writing wise and you know everything else that 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 we can do i i, I see so many people getting creative um, and taking things a step further. And, you know, I, th- I think there are a lot of Rona thrivers, as as you said, um, <laughs> e- even if it's very unfortunate, you know, even if a lot of us were, were angry being home and some of us probably weren't, you know, some of us are our homebodies, but, you know, it's just like, I'm not the type where I can sit around and, and do nothing for for long. Like I I, oh, I yeah. have to I have to stay busy, which which is um, which is very very aptly named. So yeah, that's that's what I've been doing. I'm just and but you know on, on the same token, I have been giving myself leisure time. You know, sitting down, binge watching old wrestling yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so playing playing Call of Duty. Uh, right. sh- shout out to the the morning group FaceTime with with the bros uh, Jabari and Nelzi. Um, just just that's that's just good good for the spirit. It's it's good to talk to people who matter and um, mm-hmm. just ha- have that time to kind of decompress. So right. yeah, no, I I I, I haven't let myself feel guilty about enjoying myself like i'm I'm not gonna get a piece done every day and that's not the type of writer that that i want to be so you know i i, th- I think even in being rona thrivers we also have to really take this time out to enjoy ourselves because this is going to be over eventually and, mm-hmm. I, and you know you don't want to be the person who looks back like damn i had all that time and i really didn't make the things happen that i wanted to or oh i had all that time and i didn't just like sit still and like you know, do nothing. Like I, I was still super, super active even in this time. So yeah, man, that's, that's, that's how I'm looking at it wow. for real. Yeah, man, shoot. That's, that's how I feel too. I mean, that it's really important. I think that's, that's all I got to say on it. I mean, it's, it's one of those things where of course, you know, for everybody who's experienced a tragedy in this moment, you know, we don't mean to say anything that would, you know, trigger you to say like, you know, the, you know, when it's taken it seriously or anything like that or that, you know, I understand. Basically, mm-hmm. I'm recognizing my privilege in this time. I'm right. Recognizing yes. That I'm fortunate in this situation. And so mm-hmm. um, by no means do we want to diminish anyone who's going through anything at this moment. But yeah, yeah. but like what whatever you think this time should be for you, whether this is the time for you to amp it up and work harder, whether it's time for you to slow down, whatever it is, make it that and commit to it because you 
definitely deserve it. And, you know, to, to, to tell these bosses, like, yes, we're working from home. Yes, like, I'm always on my phone, but I'm not always on my phone for you. Like, I got tweets to get off. Actual. I got I got stories to post. I, I, I got Game Pigeon to play. Like, I'm I'm not always on my phone for you. So I, I, after 5, 5.30 hits, stop Zooming me. You know, just <laughs> leave, leave me alone. All so. Right. That was a good, good board meeting, bro. It's, I'm, it's good to check in and hear uh, hear that we have a single coming next week. That's that's what it sounds like. So. <laughs> yeah, man. It soon comes. Soon comes, though. All right. Awesome. Awesome. Bulletin board. Man, you know what we're about to say. Wash your hands. Sanitize. Moisturize. Because there ain't no events outside. But you know that there's going to be an IG Live to tune into. We want to thank you all for tuning into episode 21 of Stay Busy with Armand Sather. It's the head honcho. Armand Sadler. It's the boy EP Nick Early. Yeah. So we want y'all to stay safe, stay humble, stay busy. Let's get it busy. We got the best podcast in the city. Y'all mind Nick Early with the flex. Stay busy. Topic after topic. Conversation. Stay litty. Keep it witty. No witty. Stay out. Jiggy. Get gritty. Stay with Six lines. Busy. Get involved. All you little other podcasters getting close. Get lost. Like trying to go crawl. Fur. I'm trying to run a cover like Moss. Burn. Stay busy. Nick and arm dedicated. Cornell grass. So you know they educated. Killing every episode. I know the haters hate it. But they love it on the low. It's confused admiration. We live right now. Ray J on the line with it. This podcast straight up. Trevor Scotland. The shortest son episode I might hear. But I left the arm red once I watched it. You know the boy clean, I ain't washed up. Levels crew with me, get involved, mo. My guys know the music, they are not slow. So get situated with this hot show. You know we stay busy. 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 You know we stay busy.